T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. 926 and a half on this Valentine's Day 2023. Joined by our friend, Dr. Judy Ho, clinical and forensic neuropsychologist, host of the Supercharged Life podcast. Hey, Dr. Judy, how are you? Hi, I'm doing great. Happy Valentine's, Tommy. Happy, happy Valentine's Day to you, too. You are the hardest woman in the world to pay off a bet to because you and I had a bet on the Saints 49ers game and I lost 250 bucks and I tried to send it to your charity and it returned they returned it to me returned the sender which I don't even think the post office did so I'm going to try one yeah I sent I texted you a picture of it you can see if I get it back one more time I'm ki- no, you know what I'm going to do I'm going to donate it to somebody here how about that is that okay oh man all right all right is that well, all right thank you so much. For making good on that, and of course, you can donate it to any charity. That you I might, I'll donate to. Uh, I donate. We just talked to a lady from um, uh, the, the Police and Justice Foundation about adopt a cop. You lived in New Orleans, you know about Mardi Gras, so that's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna send it to them. Deal? Okay, sounds great. How is Luca, your son, on this Valentine's Day? Oh, he's doing good. He's uh, sitting here right next to me, listening intently to the lessons you have to impart on us. So, what do you got for me, Tommy? Well, Dr. Judy, here's the thing. I think that today is not a day for people to feel badly if they're not in love or if they don't have a significant other. Because, And I mentioned it's not to start negatively. What do you mean, in part on you? Get a doctor. <laughs> I um, think we switched roles. <laughs> yeah. No, but look, um, not to start negative, but I think if you're in love, then Valentine's Day will pretty well take care of itself, right? So maybe for the people that aren't in love right now, what what should they how should they deal with today if they feel themselves maybe then maybe they start to feel a little bit bummed out etc oh well definitely and i feel like this is a conversation that i have every year with people who might be in different stages of you know singlehood or maybe they're even just contending with a recent breakup a separation a divorce or just grieving some kind of important relationship in their life because you know valentine's is just about celebrating love it doesn't necessarily have to be about romantic love but it definitely brings stuff up even with you know for example family relationships or close friendships that may not have been going so well lately so i think that when this happens there's a couple of things that we should do. Oh, okay, Luca, do you want to give some advice? I think he thinks he knows what's happy going Valentine's on Happy Valentine's Day, Luca. Yeah, happy Valentine's Day, Luca. I bet your mom bought you something. He is smiling. Um, so I think that one of the things that is so important is really to honor yourself and be gentle with yourself on this day. I feel like sometimes people make themselves miserable by, you know, partaking in, in some of the 
uh, movies or TV shows that might highlight, you know, love, and then they, they cry their eyes out. No, and, don't do that. Just, That's the last thing that, in the world you, you know? want to do. Why would you do, do that? Some, do something different. And, you know, if you feel like going out to eat right now is triggering because, you know, you go to the dinner and they immediately slap you with the Valentine's Day menu, mm-hmm. then, you know, don't go out to eat today. Get takeout or cook something for yourself. But I think it's just an important day to, to really – learn how to have self-compassion and to, to have self-love. And I don't say that in a cheesy way, but it's really just about honoring yourself. Like, what do you want to do today? How, how can you be kind to yourself today? We, we don't talk about that enough. And even this idea of self-care, people think, well, that's selfish or that's just for when you have time or that's a luxurious thing. But it's not. You know, if, if you don't take care of yourself, how can you take care of everybody else in the world and do the things that you say you want to do? You just can't. You have to start with yourself. Dr. Judy, how do you, you know, I think sometimes I'm in love with being in love. How do, how do you take it from, how, first of all, how do you, if somebody's listening right now and they think they're in love and it's their first Valentine's Day because it's fresh and it's new and it's exciting and every day is a different journey, how, how do you either keep that or how do you determine if that's real or if it's just that new car smell? <laughs> well, in the beginning, it always feels great because you like that chase, you like the excitement. Um, and I think that it's okay to to be really excited about that stage, you know, and if you're in that stage, good for you, you know, enjoy it. But I think if you have the expectation that you have to hold on to it somehow, that's probably when people get disappointed. Um, it is going to change over time. It doesn't mean that your relationship isn't going to be exciting. But it will be exciting in different ways. Or you may not feel like this rush all the time. And that doesn't mean that the relationship is stale. It just means that you have to continue to work at it. You know, every relationship, once it goes past that honeymoon stage, it does take work. And that doesn't mean that you're not meant to be with that partner. In fact, one of the things that we know from research and from working with couples is that if you're not having any arguments, then you're probably disengaged and that relationship isn't really going as well as you think. You know, mm-hmm. two people coming together with different ideas and views, you're not going to agree on everything. Not everything's going to be exciting five or six or 20 years down the line, but it's about having those discussions on how to improve the relationship and how to keep being with one another in a way that works for you. And if you stop talking about it, there's no arguments and that disengagement is actually a sign that maybe you're not invested in the relationship anymore and it's really routine for you and you don't want that. You know, you mentioned movies and and Hollywood sets a false example for us for so many different things and and television and so forth or New York, wherever it's filmed. I'm getting myself lost in the details here, Dr. Judy, but the point (laughs) is this. Um, That's not a realistic depiction and things aren't always going to be sunshine and roses. So what are some of the things when you say work at a relationship, some people roll their eyes and say, I don't work. What do you mean work? I don't want to work at a relationship. If it's right, it's right. and You don't have to work at it. But that's not true, (laughs) is it? No, absolutely not. I mean, my whole uh, belief is that if you're meant to be with somebody and you can, you know, I don't know. Do you believe in soulmates? If that's what you believe in, whatever you call it. But I do, actually. Okay. I do believe in soulmates. Okay. I, I think I'm with my soulmate, but actually the interesting thing is my definition of soulmate might be different from other people's. I think that your soulmate is the person that also challenges you the most. You know, like um, like my, my husband and I are, are so different in some ways and so similar in other ways that we can, like, sometimes infuriate each other to no end, you know? But 
I think that sometimes those opportunities allows you to grow and become a better person. And he definitely is a person who can be honest with me and shed light on things and helps me develop insight. And that's not always an easy road. You don't like to always hear things about yourself that maybe you're not doing quite as well, or, or maybe you should be, you know, considering this in a different way and it doesn't put you in the best light. You know, I think that that is the, the, I think that is the key to a good relationship that you're not afraid to be honest with one another and that you understand that good relationships take work right now. My husband and I, obviously we have Luca. He's been the most amazing blessing in the world to us, but that also gives us less time to focus on ourselves and our relationship. And so we have to work so much harder at our relationship because we now have our baby in the picture and all the attentions on him almost all of the time as it should be. But, you know, these are the kinds of stages that relationships go through. And if you don't work at it, you do end up losing sight of why you're together in the first place and what makes this partnership so good. Right. So I think that idea of trying to appreciate your partner, even in little ways, just saying, thank you, not taking them for granted. I think that those are some of the most common reasons why people come to my office and say, I'm struggling with my partner. It's all about miscommunications and not feeling appreciated or heard by their partner. All right. I got a question. Is that right, Luca? You, you concur? Okay. Luca agrees. I'm glad he agrees. He always <laughs> agrees with mom. So look, somebody texted this in and we're going to take a break and you can answer when we come back. Basically, and it's a long text and it's all broken into pieces, but I think what they're trying to say is they thought they had the right one years ago. It didn't work out. They keep thinking of this person every day and can't get them out of their mind. They don't think the other person is thinking of them. Both are single. And, and is is a person just, I don't know if it's a he or she, remembering it better than it really was? Why can't they get this person out of their mind, et cetera, et cetera? So I'm sure you've heard it before, Dr. Judy Ho. You can explain and answer when you come back. And if you all have any questions or comments about love or Valentine's Day or maintaining a healthy and long-lasting relationship or marriage, 504-260-1870. But that's, that's a hell of a question that just came in. We'll see what Dr. Judy thinks when we come back. 936, 24 before 10. Traffic now, WWL. Valentine's Day 2023, 942, 18 before 10. I'm Tommy Tucker talking to our friend, Dr. Judy Ho, clinical and forensic neuropsychologist, host of the Supercharged Life podcast. So, Dr. Judy, I read the text again, and, and I'm going to try to condense it as much as I can. And, y'all, if you can keep the text short because they get broken up, Basically, one person thought they met their soulmate years ago. It didn't work out then. They still keep thinking about this person every day. They've contacted the other person. The other person is not really interested, and they want to know, um, are they remembering things better than they used to be? Are they looking at it in, in real world, or are they just glamorizing everything, and how do they stop thinking about this person every day? Good luck with that, Dr. Judy. <laughs> well, first of all, I would say that I feel like all of us probably had some experience where we can remember that, you know, the the rose-colored glasses, especially after a relationship. Maybe you break up with somebody, you're like, oh, my God, was that really the right decision? Mm -hmm. And I think this feeling is especially pronounced if, you know, you haven't had another big love come around or maybe that big love came and went again. And now you're like, oh, let me just reminisce about those good old times. But 
you know, we do that not only with people, but also just with experiences. You know, we sometimes might look back on certain parts of our childhood or even high school and say, oh, that wasn't as bad as I thought it was. Maybe it was a lot better. And it's like, well, no, when you were there, you were miserable all the time (laughs) and you were not happy with how things were going maybe in junior high or high school. But when you look back at it, all you can remember is the good things. And so it's just the way our human memory works. And it's also sort of an escape. It's a type of coping mechanism, like you're going back in time to, to think about something and think about it in a positive way, and that makes you feel good. But it's a fantasy, right, because it's in the past, and nobody can say you're wrong. Um, and so it's interesting that our mind uses it as a way to, to cope with maybe something that we're not happy with. So that's not to take away from maybe this is your big love, but it's also just to temper that a little bit and say, well, is this just that rose-colored glasses phenomenon that we all do as human beings, or is there really something there? Now, I think that person said that they're both single. So the other piece of this is, you know, you only get to live once. If they're single and you're single and you're wondering, why not ask them out? Why not reconnect? Just Mm -hmm. give it a shot, right? I mean, what can you really lose? They're not in your life at this moment. So if they say no, then you didn't really lose anything. And I think the, the worst thing that anybody can contend with in this life, Tommy, is the sense of regret, right? Like, oh, I wish I could have done something about that. So, so don't do that. If you think that you're going to regret not reaching out, then, then do it now. Because if you say, oh, maybe I'll just wait, and maybe in a month they're not going to be single anymore. So I don't know. Go for it. You only live once, right, Tommy? And, and if you get shot down, then you know there's nothing there, right? Exactly. And you can finally move on instead of have this fantasy going on and on your life and, you know, adding details to it, making it even better than it was the first time around. You know, that's what happens sometimes when we go back to this fantasy over and over again is that we add even more details that make this person even more unattainable, more perfect, and they become more and more out of touch with the reality of it. Ooh, I got a text for you, Dr. Judy. I don't know if you want to cover a little Luca's ears or not, but... um... (laughs) Basically, they're saying they think they met their soulmate, but they're both married to different people. They're madly in love. Does this have any chance of working? Oh, my goodness. Yeah, well, that's, it can, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 well, that's right. I mean, it's not, you know, the first time that somebody would be in this type of predicament, but I would say that the foundation of how you start a relationship is really important to whether or not it works out. And if they are with other people, then... What is the right thing to do here? The right thing to do is to separate themselves to give this relationship a chance, whether that's a separation, a trial separation with their spouses, or it's really saying, you know, we have to cut the cord and maybe actually move towards divorce so that our relationship can have a chance. You know, that's really the first piece, and that's not even the complicated piece because the second part that's oftentimes more complicated when these relationships start in this way is the couple's trust of each other. Because they started this relationship while they were involved in other ones, it can oftentimes cause a lot of long-term trust issues um, that can be hard for this uh, this relationship later. I also want to add, too, that when you are um, both uh, tied to somebody else and then in a relationship with one another, that relationship becomes a form of escape. And then it's not really a realistic relationship, right? It's kind of like this fantasy relationship that you can run to when you don't like what's going on in your marriage. So it can be really hard to actually understand and test out the merit of what you really truly have if it wasn't for being an escape and coping mechanism for one another. Is this truly love or is it just like I'm not happy right now and you're the person who gets to provide me that because everything is shiny and new and I don't have this, you know, long history of problems and issues with you. 
So I actually, it's so interesting. I was just talking to somebody who is going through something very similar at this moment, a colleague of mine. And uh, we were just talking about, you know, try not to use this crush, though, as an escape mechanism. Um, no, because you want to work out, right? Yeah. yeah. Let, let me tell you my views on this, Dr. Judy, and you can tell me if I'm right or not. It seems to me that when you when you're involved with somebody else, that's your job. And I don't mean it to sound like that. But if you're taking time off of your job to go be with somebody else, that's on vacation. Now, when you're on vacation, the hotel's better, the food is better, everything's better because you're on vacation and you're not dealing with life's everyday struggles, right? So if you think exactly. that, that, that by taking some time off of your, quote, job with your married person and then going on vacation with the other person is a real example of what life's going to be like, you're kidding yourself because that's vacation. That's not real job. And it would seem to me first thing you got to do is figure yes. out what's going on with you and a person you're married to. Yes. And then after that, if for whatever reason you decide to cut the cord, both of you and you're both available, but I don't think you can do it for the other person. Can you? No. I mean, I think that when that happens and you say I'm doing it for this other person, the other issue that can come up oftentimes is a feeling of resentment, right? So yeah. let's say you do that. Let's say you do that. And like, it's very romantic. You're like, Oh, I, I, you know, I found my true love and that's why I did this and I made the sacrifice and blah, blah, blah. And then once the new relationship isn't the vacation anymore, as you mm -hmm. so aptly and well described, then it's like, well, you know what? I gave up my entire life for you. Yep. You know, I gave up being able to see my kids every single day for you. Right. And then there, it grows to be this thing. You can't ever do something just for someone else. There has to be some other reasons. I'm not saying that you can't be romantic and say that that's a big motivation. Of course it can be, you know, but when you do anything just for one other person, a lot of resentment is going to come up. And this even applies to when people say, well, I like left this job for you, or I moved across the country for you. You know, it's just like, it just adds resentment when things don't work out exactly as you planned. And what kind of thing in life works out exactly as you planned, Tommy? Nothing. So. No, and I would imagine when when both people got kids, that's even, whoo, boy, that, you're just begging for something oh. to fail there, right? Right, exactly. Yeah. And it's so hard because then it can't be just about yourself. And so I do, I, I love what you said. It's this idea of, you know, trying to recenter, figure out what's going on with the person that you're partnered with, who you married to. And then decide if there's really something there. And, you know, sometimes people, spouses can be really understanding if you are honest with them instead of them finding out years after the fact that you've been having an affair behind their back, right? If, if you talk to your spouse and you're honest and you say, look, this happened, and, but I still want to find out what's really going on in our relationship and if we can save it. I've seen that work out for couples, you know, um, as opposed to them finding out later or finding out in this horrible way. And then there isn't that path back or forgiveness. And if you do have children involved, of course, it gets complicated. Like, well, who's to blame for this relationship ending? And, you know, parents, we're adults, but we're humans too, right? So, like, sometimes you're going to slip and one parent is going to tell the other parent, well, you know, we're not together because your dad cheated on me or whatever the, the facts may be. And that's hard for your children to hear. I would just advise whoever texted this in to make sure you're not at Disney World, make sure what you're evaluating real on real. They got this great song Tim's going to play in right. a second, James Ingram. How do you keep the music playing? For people that have been, you ever heard that song or not? I don't think so. Oh, look it up. You're going to love it. But for people that have been married for a long time, how do you keep the music playing? How do you make it last? 
I think that the biggest key is to continue to actually listen to your partner. That's part of the whole feeling of being taken for granted or things being routine. It's like, I think I know everything about this person already. And sometimes when they're talking, you just kind of like tune them out. <laughs> and, uh, you know, the day-to-day grind, it can be hard, but really actively listen, you know, take this attitude of curiosity towards your partner, believe that there is more to learn every day. And when they speak to you, give them your full attention. Don't be also texting on the phone or looking elsewhere you know, and if you, that's not possible every moment of the day, then I suggest setting a routine up every day where, you know, it's 15, 20 minutes where you get to spend that quality time really listening to each other. It could just be your morning coffee or in the evening when you're unwinding and getting ready for bed. Just make a ritual for yourself. And I think that that's really, really important, having these positive rituals that will help basically build your emotional bank. For when things aren't so easy and they're rough, you can always draw. And not every day is going to be Disney World. Let's face it, that's vacation. That's not no, the real world. Not. Thank you, Dr. Exactly. Judy. Happy Valentine's Thank Day. Thank you. Talk to you Talk. soon. Tommy, bye. Bye. Check out that song. This is James Ingram. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 